All right, welcome back to Hobby Time with Dirk Nasty. I am Keith. I go by Dirk Nasty on Twitter and Dirk Nasty at underscore pod on Instagram. Had a great conversation today with Nathaniel. We had a great time. Uh, we, we talked a little bit about some of the things that we've been doing lately, just kind of caught up for a little bit. He's got a new way to enjoy the hobby that he was excited to share that I think is going to be really cool, um, really cool also. And then we spent uh, quite a bit of time going through our all-star picks. Basically, we just drafted our all-star team as if we were LeBron or and Giannis, we had a great time with that. Spent spent some time researching. Both of us did. Um, talked slightly about their card impacts, or at least whether or not we would be buying uh, those players. And then uh, in the middle of that conversation, or at the end, I received a package uh, in the mail. So I actually did kind of a a live uh, grade reveal for the Luca Green Prism that I sent off a couple weeks ago. I uh, got that back today, too, in this episode, so it's a really good one. I hope you enjoy it. My audio is not perfect. Um, still trying to... F- Actually, I lost an Air... Basically, I lost an AirPod, and I'm trying to figure out the best way to do it without an AirPod. Um, but anyway, thanks for thanks for bearing through it, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. All right, Nathaniel, how's it going? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Keith? I am good. I had a moment there where I was like, wait, what's your real name? I can't call you Dirk Nasty. <laughs> you can call me whatever you want. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so it's been a while since we talked. What's What's been up with you? Oh, not too much. When was the last time we talked? Was it pre-Christmas and stuff? Or I'm trying to remember. It might have been like the first week of December or something. It's been seven or eight weeks at least, I think. Wow. So yeah, what's up with me? Been doing holiday stuff and then uh, got into a... A new way I'm enjoying the hobby lately or planning to that's fun that I think we're going to discuss but uh, what about you? Same thing Christmas had in-laws in town had weddings out of town went to Disney World just a lot of a lot of stuff. Um, wow yeah it seems like you've been busy and globe trotting a little bit I've just been going in my area basically we went to Spokane for a while for Christmas but that was it. Well and you and you were just traveling last week too right? Oh, that's true. Yeah, we went to Bend, Oregon, which uh, if you're in Oregon, it's famous, but probably not otherwise, but nice, sunny outdoors area. Like hiking and stuff or what? Hiking and skiing and this time of year more like skiing and winter sports, but it's on the other side of the mountains. So unlike uh, Portland, it it doesn't constantly rain. Um, So (laughs) yeah, more desert, but beautiful there. Awesome. So yeah, tell me about this uh, this new way that you're planning on enjoying the hobby. Well, for a while, I've been thinking about trying to get into uh, through the mail autographs. I knew it was a thing and knew it would be a cheap way to have fun um, with the hobby. And there's a the Wax Museum podcast guy, Kyle. He talks about a website. It's a subscription, like $15 a year for this website that helps, you know, tell which players do sign and what address to send it to and and, you know, some players like Rick Barry asks that you donate $20 to his church or something when you ask for an autograph. So things like that that you wouldn't know otherwise. Um, so anyway, I've just been compiling, you know, it's obviously mostly old players. And given my interests, it's largely like uh, Hall of Famers that I'm looking into. Um, but yeah, been collecting cards, got like a, a Nancy Lieberman. Lieberman Klein card for 34 cents on eBay with including shipping. So very uh, cheap way to think about doing something that interests me at least. So have you sent any, any letters off through the mail? Have you gotten anything back? 
I haven't. Today is kind of my first day off since I've started actually receiving the cards. So I'm going to watch some YouTube videos that tell me like how I'm supposed to do this with the self-addressed stamped envelope. And I think today I'm going to start working on it. But so far I've just been buying stuff, but haven't sent anything. So who's the first on the list? Let's see. Well, I think Rick Barry's one for sure that I just mentioned. I've got his rookie card already, so I'm just going to send that off. Um, Lenny Wilkins, I bought not his rookie. I would like to, but it's more expensive. So I bought his 1969 Tops card. Dave Bing, um, Adrian Dantley, Gail Goodrich, a bunch of old uh, Hall of Famers. Some coaches for some reason, like I, I found that Jim Calhoun signs, so I got a Allen and Ginter card of his for $2. So I'm going to send that thing off. Uh, uh, Jamal Wilkes. Yeah, just a bunch of old names that uh, you may or may not recognize depending on how much uh, you, you know, like older basketball and basketball history. Bob Cousy is one I'm thinking about doing, but he asks for an $100 donation. So I'm trying to decide whether that makes sense for me or not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but he's I... also like 92. So if I want to do it, I need to do it. <laughs> yeah yeah i think that'd be that'd be a cool one I, I think all of that sounds pretty cool I, I might i don't know if i would i don't know who i'd want but i'm sure that there i could at least come up with a few people that i think would be really cool to to get signed that's that's a cool uh that's a cool like new new way yeah i saw on the list i think i mentioned this to you but rick carlisle signs a little bit so i, I wondered if that would interest you given the dallas championship yeah, yeah, I'd have to find I'd have to find the right thing for him to uh for him to sign. It it, it would certainly need to be with him, you know, either coaching or uh you know, maybe even in the championship celebration or if not that then something ping pong related. <laughs> yeah, you were telling me he's a a ping pong aficionado. I thought that was pretty cool. I remember a story like when he was here, I remember stories of him like he had a personal ping pong trainer and all the players knew like when he was getting his lessons like you don't <laughs> you don't talk to him <laughs> that's awesome does he did they talk about did he play against the players and crush them i don't you know i don't remember hearing many stories about that i think most of them didn't want to mess with them in, in ping pong somehow luca strikes me as someone who was probably be pretty good at ping pong yeah yeah he's just like one of those guys that's probably just really good at all of those games yeah i bet he puts some ridiculous spin on his shots i'm sure yeah, that's cool. Uh, all of those names I, I recognized for sure. And no, at least no, maybe even a little bit about. Yeah, there are some uh, some guys that are really old that I didn't actually know, but they're in the Hall of Fame. Cliff Hagen. But some of them, their cards are the 61 Fleer is what their rookie is. And that's my favorite set of all time, probably. So I think those would look amazing with an autograph on them. So I'm going to try as many of those guys as I can get because that those are the best looking cards and they would look pretty sick with an autograph yeah it's a really cool way to get a get something unique for relatively cheap so you're planning on on just keeping them piecing piecing all this i think so for now i'll have to decide eventually do i want to send them to psa or beckett for the authentication thing i don't know if i really care about that but if i ever wanted to sell them that would be probably the next step but uh yeah. i also feel kind of weird about that when i'm not I don't know. feels like I'm taking advantage of these guys if I'm trying to sell them, but I know that's just something strange with my ethics about it, but uh, I don't know. I feel weird about it. No, I I mean, I've never done it, but I think I would probably feel weird about that too. Um, but people do it all the time, I, I think. 
Yeah, I think they do. And I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it, but I just feel kind of weird about it. Well, I, I shared the story once. I in my life, I've tried, I don't know if I shared it on the podcast. Maybe it was in the Discord, the Hoops and Guards Discord, but I've tried one time in my entire life through the mail auto. It, I was a kid, I was a baseball fan, big baseball fan. And even though I was a Rangers fan, Tony Gwynn was one of my favorite players. And I sent sent him a card to sign and you know, it was handwritten from a a, ch- a child. <laughs> like you could tell it was a, I have terrible handwriting anyway. It still looks like a child, but certainly then it, you know, you could like, it was, I wrote him a letter and I asked him to sign this card and I got a form letter back from the Padres that said like, he's, you know, trying to, uh, you know, go win a championship. Um, but thanks. Something like that. Wow. Rejection right. as, a, as a kid, like really hurt. And yeah, know. that does hurt. Like now, you know, it wouldn't be a problem at all or anything. But back then, it, it kind of hurt my feelings a little bit, even though I, my expectations were just off. You know what I mean? Like, but how do you tell like a nine year old um, what to what to actually expect? Yeah. And sense. Like as an adult now, like, yeah, he's in the middle of the season. Of course, he's got stuff to do. He's not going to be sitting down to signing cards all the time. But right. And he's a huge superstar. So of yeah. all the guys on the Padres, he would get so many letters. Yeah, so no, like I don't, I had don't have any ill will towards him or anything like that. But uh, it it was uh it was tough, and so like after that, I never tried again. Yeah, I did some as a it must have been as a teenager. Um, but I got like B.J. Armstrong, Steve Kerr, some of my Bulls nice. heroes. I've got this hideous Bill Winnington one. He used like a a cheap ballpoint pen on the card, and it it almost make I almost want to throw it away just because it looks so bad. But uh, the great Bill Winnington touched it, so I can't do that. Um, <laughs> But anyway, I got a Terrell Brandon for some reason. I must have had some list of who signs. Anyway, that was one card I, I sent to Gary since he's a, a Cleveland Cavaliers legend. Um, but anyway, I got a few. Strangely enough, Terrell Brandon lives or not lives. He has a barbershop like really close to me. I could walk to his barbershop and get him to autograph a card for me. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. He, he's from Portland. I didn't uh know that until recently but yeah he owns a barbershop here and when you look at this website i was talking about and if you want terrell brandon's autograph you send it to the barbershop okay well uh that's interesting it'd be cool to go and chat with him sometime yeah i i'm not sure i'm quite the right demographic for the haircuts that uh that happen in his barbershop so i i don't know if i I would feel weird going in there, but it'd be interesting. <laughs> All right. Um, oh, oh, actually, you know what? Real quick, one other thing. So I think you and I had uh, discussed this a little bit. I I uh, spent a bunch of time kind of documenting my my collection and putting all my cards like on a spreadsheet and trying to figure out what I want to do with them and estimating some value. I think you did a little bit about that too. Did you did you learn anything from your your collection uh, when you were putting that together? Yeah, you inspired me to do it, and it was kind of tedious, but also fun to sort of actually get out on paper what, well, not on paper, on a spreadsheet, what cards are sort of in my quote-unquote PC. Um, I don't think I learned as much from you about it, because I I think I got a little overwhelmed, but I learned that, in general, the things that I want to keep are Hall of Famers, rookie cards, Hall of Famer autographs, and some sets from the 90s that I'm into, like 96 Finest finest in general um yeah so i I learned what clearly are the cards that i want to keep and it did help me 
I don't even know how many cards I listed for sale based on doing this and being like, no, this doesn't need to be on some permanent list of mine. So I actually have been selling a lot of stuff and I, I think that was kind of the impetus for it. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I learned, but I, I couldn't, the values and everything, I got overwhelmed trying to look into that, but um, I did learn sort of what my priorities are at least at this stage in my collecting. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that's kind of what I did too. I mean, or what I learned too. I, I, found that there are some players I'm probably a little little overweight on that I uh, maybe need to, to pare down a little bit and then also like you I just found a bunch of stuff that I that I ended up listed listing so I, I've got a bunch of listings out there now and I'm still still have a stack of cards like to list um, but that was it was really good like even just for my general like health of my collection just to kind of go through it and see and it's not every single card I own, but just essentially I went through like the main stuff that I that I have near me and picked out every card that I thought was at least one dollar essentially, and then looked. I ended up with like over five hundred and seventy cards, something like that. Yeah, mine was a little bit less than five hundred, is what I decided is in my current PC. But there's some stuff like why did I need twelve Ray Allen rookie cards? So that was nice. I just created a bunch of lots for players like that. That I like Ray Allen. He was. He was a really awesome player, but I don't need every version of his rookie card. So just sold a lot of Vince Carter rookie cards yesterday. Anyway, this helped me pare things down a little bit. Yeah, that, that's a, that was essentially my goal as well. I've, I've been I haven't lauded anything up yet, but I probably will here pretty soon, uh, even including some of the stuff that I've had listed for a while and just take it all down, lot it up and just ship it out to get rid of it. Yeah. Speaking of cards I wanted to get rid of, I, I suckered someone into buying a uh anthony edwards card for me yeah yeah was it uh was it an anthony so that's a crazy story actually i i was searching for i through my list i realized that i had i like anthony edwards or my um documentation i realized that i like anthony edwards but i really didn't have anything except for that one uh obsidian pulsar uh so I was I was looking and I found this uh, <laughs> uh, impeccable Asia red Anthony Edwards rookie on online and so I I favorited it on eBay and then I submitted an offer the offer got turned down and then you and I were chatting the next day and what what happened? Uh, I think you had recently shared your like eBay I don't know what do you call it your eBay store uh, with the Discord that we're both in. So I was like, uh, I, for some reason, I was kind of embarrassed of my photos with my not very great uh, phone camera that I take. But anyway, I, I finally decided to share that. Um, and then as you were looking through that, you you discovered that you had made an offer to me on that Anthony Edwards card that same day uh, with no with no knowledge that it was me. Yeah, I can't believe that uh, as long as we've been talking both online and on, you know, on podcasts and stuff like we had never actually come across each other's uh ebay you know accounts or whatever <laughs> and yeah that, what are the chances that's pretty crazy it is crazy so we then worked out a deal and yeah. uh I, I hope you're happy with it i was happy with the results i'm happy okay great yeah that was a cool card i just i'm uh he's not a guy that fits my pc at this point so might as well move it made a couple bucks from you and felt good about that exactly yeah the other so I've, been, I've also been doing a lot of searching and buying i bought some i bought a lot of stuff actually lately but one of the the ones i'm most excited about like i've been i've been uh searching for lots of different things and 
some like 2000s inserts that I was kind of interested in and and I just never get to see them even when I go to shows or whatever like not, none of that I just never find those things so I just bought a couple of those just to get them in hand just to see what they were like I liked a couple of those but the but I also have an actual like buy list for my PC and it includes a few cards of some great players or people who are important to me or or whatever and I picked are up you I'm interested will you say specifically what some of those things are I'd like to that that's interesting to me. Yeah, well, like I, I want a Christian Pulisic rookie, which I still don't have. Um, uh, the Tiger Woods two thousand one upper deck. I got actually that was on my list. I got that. Um, like a Dirk Tops Chrome. Um, the Kobe, I think it's two thousand eight Tops, right where LeBron's guarding him. Oh yeah, stuff like that is on my is on my like buy list. But I did knock out the Tiger Woods. I got that in SQC 10. I was really happy about that. It just came in yesterday. That's really awesome. Is that that's considered his rookie unless you count the SI for kids? Is that right? I for kids, I think from like 96. And I think he turned pro in 98 um, or 97. He turned pro in 97. Um, or at least he won the 97 Masters. That was kind of his coming, coming out. But yeah, the 2001 is kind of his uh, like you know branded branded rookie i guess you would kind of like it's the 86 fleer and the si for kids is the 84 star for tiger woods exactly that's the perfect i'm uh i'm so sure that i must have had that tiger woods si for kids card when i was a kid that was right like right in the era when i would have still been getting si for kids and i remember those cards in there I ran, I ransacked my parents' house looking for that, but we apparently got rid of most of those SI for kids unless Jordan was on the front or something because I, I couldn't find it. And I was sad because that was right in the height of when things were crazy in the market. And I was like, I have no connection to this card. I'll gladly take a thousand bucks for it, but um, couldn't find it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even want. Like I don't even want to think about because I had that subscription also for a couple of years. I would get it would be like a, birth, a Christmas present, you know, to get the subscription. And I, I remember pulling the cards out. I can't remember a single card that I actually had from from there. And I never ever would have thought that they would have been worth any anything. Yeah, I have in my whole collection. I have one Jordan card that I must have pulled out of there and totally jacked up the back of it in the process. And it's worth like a dollar if it was in good condition. So I, I did not, uh, I didn't do a good job with this. Yeah, yeah, me either. All right. Well, we, so we were talking about all star teams. We've actually been talking about it a little, or like at least considering uh, recording on it for a couple of weeks. And we finally came to a, a format, I guess, yesterday. And essentially, what I think we're going to do is draft um, just like. LeBron and Giannis are going to do uh, our all-star teams right now. So we're not we're not limited not limited to the players who were in there, even though the starters were were just announced. I think uh, we're not not limited to players that you know were top top ten in fan vote or anything like that. But I I do want to try to get twelve Eastern Conference and twelve Western Conference players, and then also the appropriate mix, whatever that is, of front court and back court players. Can you remind me what that is so that I have that in my mind as we do this? I think it's what, like four guards and six forwards for sure, and then two wild cards? Is that how that. it works? At least four guards and, and uh, six forwards, and then every everything else is up fair game. Okay. And are you going to be keeping track of this somehow? Because this is going to be hard for me to keep in my mind what I've done. 
I am going to try. I've got a spreadsheet pulled up here. I've got all the at least all the players that I'm thinking of. Um, yeah. So before we do this, do you want to talk a little bit about your process? Like, how did you how did you come to whatever conclusions you, you came to? I mean, I think my process was highly random, but I I did look at the same stats for all. So one thing I'm I just picked out players from my head that I thought I should look at, and then looked a little bit at like a win shares list to make sure I wasn't forgetting anyone. But there's probably some uh, randomness in terms of who I remembered to look at. Uh, but then I looked at a few stats. I looked at win shares. I looked at PER. I looked at true shooting percentage. I looked at some you know just basic points, rebounds, assists, field goal percentage, three-point percentage, free throw percentage, the number of games played. I looked at usage. And then I put a highly uh, random defensive check mark, whether I consider <laughs> them defensive plus or not. Uh, but that's, you know, that's totally just me making that up. So, uh, so I, I think there's some uh, objectiveness to it, but certainly not scientific over here. Yeah, it's almost exactly what I did. I used a few different different um, stats, but I, I kind of just started with estimated plus minus, which is basically like a different version of the BPM. Uh, uh -huh. From It's from a website called dunksandthrees.com, but it's it's pretty good. I, I really like it. And it seems to align pretty, pretty well with like my expectations for how players are performing. Um, and then they also have another stat there too called estimated wins, wins which is similar to win shares. Um, essentially, that takes into account their effectiveness and their time on the court, right? So minutes and games played. Yeah, I like how the win shares helps me account for some of the players who've been injured. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really tough. Like, uh, well, let's get into it. So I will I will cede to you the first pick. Um, yeah, and so like, after are we doing a a snake draft or uh just alternating? Yeah, we'll just alternate. Okay. Well, you know who my first pick is going to be. I'm a huge stand for Nikola Jokic. It's kind of hard to make the argument for anyone else, in my opinion. He's got a big lead in win shares, big lead in PER. His true shooting percentage for a high volume shooter in a way is 0.699, which is just crazy. Um, yeah, his uh, splits are 63% on field goals, 38% on threes, 82 on free throws. Uh, I like that his usage is high-ish, but not crazy high. He's at 28%. He's played 42 games. Uh, I think he's a clear first pick in this draft for me. And I love to watch him play. So I, I think he's a fun all-star player in a way with the passing. Not in terms of, you know, you want dunks and speed and stuff in an all-star game, but he'll he'll set up LeBron for some sick dunks and stuff in the game. Yeah, I, I guess I should backtrack a, a minute. Like, at least for my picks, I'm not really going to – I'm not really planning on uh, trying to put together the most exciting all-star team necessarily, but I, I'm I'm essentially trying to put together a team of people who deserve it the most. Like basically, that's my number one criteria. Other things, yes, you know, I, you know, I do want defense and stuff like that. But in the end, I'm just looking. I'm trying to put together the best people that I or the people that I think deserve it the most. I'm mostly that way. There's probably a slight tiebreaker for me in terms of like if I come down to. Oh, let me think of someone. If I come down to, uh, let's see, Zion versus uh, Aaron Gordon, yeah, I think you can make some arguments, but I want Zion in an all-star game more than I want Aaron Gordon in an all-star game. So there will be a tiebreaker like that for me. But otherwise, I'm trying to go based on the what they've produced this year. Fair, fair. All right. So then then I'll go next. And uh, there's, a, there's several names that I think are like after you. Ooh, ooh, wait, one thing. We talked about 
uh, saying whether or not we think it's a good time to buy these people's cards or if we're personally interested. Jokic, for me, he has actually gone quite gone up quite a bit. I follow some of his autographed rookie cards because I'm into that kind of thing. And they were a lot more approachable several months ago than they are now. But I still think relative to these other guys, he's undervalued. So I'm a yes on, on pursuing Jokic cards. Yeah, I didn't. So I actually did go through and try to take for the guys that have a prism rookie card, I took their prism base PSA 10 just because I want, I mean, I know like base isn't what everybody is like looking at right now. Um, but just to have something that was this, you know, as, as comparable as possible across groups, I, I tried to use that like, and I just took last sale. So I'm not trying to average if the last sale was, you know, 40% more than the previous ones or whatever. Like I, I'm not accounting for any of that. Just one, one number, but yeah, like the Jokic PSA 10 base is 600 bucks. And my pick, uh, Luca, his, his PSA 10 is 400. I think at, at those prices, I would certainly rather have uh, a Jokic, but yeah, I'm going to take Luca for my first pick Western conference guard. Uh, I, until last night, he had been extremely durable, 44 games played. And of course, you know, it was just with his, I don't know. You know, everybody has a different version of MVP, but without without Luca, I'm really concerned uh, for where the Mavs will be. But I also think it could be a really good thing to kind of build some responsibility and uh, empower some of the other players and everything too. So anyway, is he expected to be out for a while? I don't know. I don't know yet. I don't think we've seen anything about it. But it's the ankle, so we'll see. Yeah, I think I saw X-rays were negative, but I didn't see anything about what they thought that meant for him. Okay. Well. Uh, yeah, I mean, just as far as what he's done this year, his efficiency is like pretty strong, especially considering his ridiculous usage and durability has been been good. So yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, I think I'm gonna take it here. So I was that's who I had too. So are, did we have the same one too so far? I think so. Yep. And and you're less excited about his cards. Do I? I assume that's just because of the pop of them and the cost. Yeah, the pop, the cost, and he's still, I mean, I love Luca, and I'm a Mavs fan, but he still has a long way to go, right, in terms of, like, winning MVPs, winning championships. I mean, yes, he made it to the Western Conference Final, but, but yeah, I mean, he still, has a, he still has a lot to accomplish in his career, and not to say that he won't or shouldn't or couldn't or anything like that, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, just for the pop and his prices, yeah, so far, he hasn't, he hasn't shown it yet. Yeah, or I agree with you. There's one... I just have this one random Court Kings search of a, I think it's his level three that I monitor just because I, I think that card's cool and it's a lower pop than other things. But otherwise, I don't really mess with Luca just because he's so expensive right now. I think he's amazing, but um, the cost benefit analysis is out of whack for me right now. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So who do you who do you got next? I was surprised I had this guy third, but I went, ended up going with Embiid. Um, he, he's got a... A little bit fewer games than some of the guys, so 35 games. But um, he, there's going to be a trend in this thing, but he's one of many players on this list who has the highest true shooting percentage of his career, uh, 64%. Um, anyway, looking at this list, it made me realize how uh, the offense in basketball is just amazingly efficient this year because so many of these guys, even guys like KD and Jimmy Butler, who've been playing a long time, are having the highest true shooting they've ever had so that's pretty amazing to me um but anyway i have Embiid uh third i think his defense is solid i don't think it's quite what it has been at times but overall i think he's just been extremely productive um and i hope his team doesn't win but i like Embiid personally 
So, and I, I'm a, I'm a buy on him. He's, I think that I have a preference for big men just because they're undervalued in the hobby. And I, I think I'm getting some kind of inefficiency, which probably isn't true, but in my mind, most of these big men are good buys. So he's another one like that. I was just looking at his 2014 autographed rookie cards yesterday. Yeah. Nice. I, uh, for, I, I documented his last PSA 10 sale as one one seventy eight of his prison based rookie. Wow. That's gotta be a pretty low pop card too. At least compared to the $400 Luca. And yeah. Yeah. And Where did you have him be ranked? I'm curious. Fifth. Okay. That's fair. So I'm, I'm taking Kevin Durant Eastern conference forward. I, uh, I, despite our our conversations and uh, discussions about Kevin Durant, I do I do like him, and he's been killing it this year. He's been of his like you mentioned in our chat, like our despite his long career and and extremely successful careers, maybe having the best the best season of his career in terms of numbers and efficiency and volume. And uh, his defense has been really strong this year too. Yeah, like he's he seems to me like he's really. Kind of taking on that like veteran leader role and like leading by example and all that stuff like he's killing it and so yeah i'm taking kevin durant next i did not document cards for him uh but i'm still probably not really buying any kevin durant i'm definitely a buy on kevin durant he's down so much from a couple of years ago and I, I still think he's an all-time legend so i would recommend um well i will take my number four player then in the fifth slot i had jason tatum there um yeah. There's not much to say. He's been really great. The team's been really successful. His defense is strong. Um, I wish his three-point percentage were a little bit higher, but it's probably a lot of it's just due to the difficulty of the shots he has to take. Um, and he's kind of expensive in terms of cards, so I look at his stuff, but I, I wouldn't necessarily recommend buying now. I think you're kind of buying at a bit of a peak. Um, but Jason Tatum for me. Yeah, so we had the same top five, different orders, but the same top five. Uh, all all five of those guys were the the top five people I, I had listed as well. I had KD seventh actually, just I think because of the games played, and and I guess I'm baking in he's going to miss more games before the All Star game. Um, but yeah, I had your top five though. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, well then, oh Tatum, are you a buy on Tatum? I, I said it wasn't necessarily. I think his prices are kind of high. Yeah, I think I'm in the same in the same boat. Um, my my third pick, uh, I'll take LeBron. So, I think uh, you know the Lakers aren't having that great of a season, but he is having a really good season. I'm not sure how much of it is his fault, uh, but I know that he's putting up crazy numbers. Um, and yeah, I mean, I I think he's uh, I think he deserved to be. A high pick in the All Star game. I guess obviously he'll be a captain for for the Western Conference, but uh, but yeah, I, I'm taking LeBron there. Yeah, I had him a little bit lower, but for sure, I uh, bought tickets to try to see him uh, pass the Kareem number when he comes to Portland in mid February. But he's been having so many forty point games. I think he's gonna do it several games before he gets here. Uh, so on some level, I'm rooting for an injury but i guess that sounds horrible to say but i wish he would miss like five games because then i would have a shot at seeing the record happen yeah i went and looked at that yesterday i didn't ask you about it but it does seem like it's probably going to be about five or six games before he gets there yeah 
Yeah, I could use some rest games for LeBron, but given the Lakers' position, I don't see that. It's interesting though; the win shares on him are not are not great. He's like thirtieth, so I don't know if his defense is horrendous according to some of the numbers or or what that means. But yeah, he's he's crazy. Twenty years in his career, putting up these kind of numbers. What is he? Thirty nine and seven. <laughs> like that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna go. Oh, what about? Are you a buy on LeBron? I mean. Yeah, I would love to. Uh, I I would love even his tops paper, um, but for the cost right now, like I, it's just not in my it's not in my budget, or I have other cards at that cost that I would prefer to have. So yeah, I would, um, I would love to buy some LeBron, but yeah, I don't. Actually, I, I'm gonna say I think he's a really great buy. I think his prices are way down. In the end, he's the one of the you know he's a Mount Rushmore player in the NBA for sure. Uh, some would say the goat. I would definitely not, but others would. Um, yeah, I think he's a great buy. I never end up prioritizing him. I have one LeBron James card in my collection, um, but uh, I, for people who are less biased than me, I would definitely say it's a good time to buy LeBron. Yeah. Um, I am. I don't know what pick we are at the draft, but I'm going to go with SGA with my next pick. Um, first of all, I just love watching him play. He's of all these guys so far, other than Jokic, he's probably my favorite to watch. He's just got such a uh, interesting game of driving to the basket, not with necessarily some kind of crazy athleticism, but his handle and his uh, just his smarts on the court. He's yeah, he's uh, ridiculously fun to watch to me. Uh, the team is much better than they should be. I think. I mean, that's all subjective, but I think that's fair to say that he's having a huge outcome on winning. Um, He's third in win shares, fourth in PER. He has the highest true shooting percentage of his career at 625. Um, he's played almost all their games. Yeah, averaging 31 points, five rebounds, six assists. He's incredible. And uh, I'd say he was a great buy six months ago. I think he's gone up a lot. So I would not necessarily suggest buying now. I might wait till the offseason when he's going to be deemed irrelevant. But uh, love SGA. Well, you never know. I mean, if they if they get themselves in the play and playing game and have a have a really good you know first round series or something, I could see I, I could see him not really experiencing too much of a of a dip. Yeah, it's possible. I just think they're unlikely to make it out of a game like that. He's you know they can focus in on him and then I, I just don't believe in the shooting on that team. All right, so uh, to to um, I've got two two guards next. Uh, on my list, but because uh, you still need a guard for your starting five, and I still need a guard for my starting five, and I have one forward that's kind of clearly above the rest of them, I'm going to take Giannis here. It's kind of amazing we waited this long for Giannis. Yeah, the eighth pick. Uh, I think I think a lot of it is kind of just due to it. like he like like Luca. You know, he's got a crazy, ridiculous usage. His efficiency is not that great. He's obviously he's not a great shooter. He's even making jokes about it and stuff like that. Uh, but in terms of his total impact, right, offense and defense, uh, even if his defense has slipped a little, I think just his energy and you know really still leading one of the best teams in the in the East um, d deserves consideration here. So yeah, I've got him. Got him. Uh, I had him tenth on my overall list, but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and pick him here. I like it. I had him sixth, and I was surprised to put him that low. So as far as cars go, would you be looking to buy? I mean, I am. He's he's one of my favorite 
current legends. Um, he's very expensive though. So I, in my whole, you know, the last how many years have I been buying cards? Three or four years. I've bought one Giannis card. I would like to buy more, but he's he's quite expensive. I, I think it's justifiably so, but um, I guess I'm a, kind of in the middle. Like I would like to, but I want a good price and that just doesn't happen. I'm, I am 100% in the exact same boat. Like I would love to buy some, but I just haven't been. And mostly it's because it's cost. It's, it's really yeah. pretty. I do love him enough that I've considered, like as I try to pare down my collection and save up for a big card, I've considered making that Giannis, like over choosing a, a Jordan autograph or a um, Jordan rookie, or I, I legitimately consider buying a big Giannis card just because I do think he's that awesome and is going to yep. have that kind of career. Um, but I'm not ready to jump on that. All right. All right. So who, who do you get next? Oh, man. Can you tell me what my roster is looking like so far? So you've got three forwards. You started with Jokic and Bean and Tatum. Then you just took Shea. Okay, so I think I need another guard. Um, there's someone surprising who's next on my list who's a big man. I'll, I'll leave that for now, but I don't want to pick him yet. I'm going to pick, just because love him, and I think he's going to go way too low in, in real, like he may not even make the All-Star game, but Damian Lillard, I think, has been incredible this year. Uh, he's another guy. He's, what, he was a rookie in 2011. His true shooting percentage is the highest of his career. He's averaging 34 and seven. He's played 36 games, so a little bit low on that, but he's high on all the statistics. And I just love to watch him play. I think he's an incredible player, great leader. I don't know why their team kind of stinks, but uh, I'm not going to blame Lillard for that. He's been incredible. And I think he's just a legend who deserves some props. I agree. I actually had uh, Dane was one of the two guys that I was considering um, taking there uh i mentioned that i had two guards left in for my in my top 10 and he was one of them so i totally agree on everything uh, about dane he's been killing it yeah and he's a buy for me his cards are are not expensive his rookie cards and it's from and you know it's from 2012 so it's uh cards that at least for panini fans are legendary and not nearly as many of them and uh yeah i like damian lillard rookie cards yeah uh agree Except I just sold one. <laughs> Which one did you sell? I sold his hoops rookie. Uh, uh, well, hoops is a good thing to sell. Yeah, yeah, it's a cool card though. I actually kind of like that one. It's the from draft day where he's holding holding the basketball and. Oh it's, yeah, it's... yeah, I can picture that. I do like that. I don't own it, but it's cool. It's a good card, but I just it's just one of the ones that I decided uh, needed to go. Yeah, but yeah, I would. I, I guess I don't have any searches set up for Dame, but yeah, I. I'm certainly considering looking for a, for a Dame rookie at some point. Yeah, I've got a few weird uh, serial numbered ones, as I tend to do, rather than... <laughs> I do have a select one, so I have one uh, boring card. <laughs> All right, well, I'll take uh, I'll take Steph then next. Um, same kind of... Actually, it's, it's funny. It's actually very similar to Dame in terms of games played and impact offensively and defensively and estimated wins and BPM and all that stuff. Team is not as good as uh, you, you would they expect to be, at least, and I think most people expected them to be, my, myself included. But um, what he's doing when he's on the court is still, you know, still one of the best in the league and by a long shot. Um, so I, I don't have too much to say about Steph, but I, I definitely think he deserves... Uh, to be in here yeah. there's only, maybe only one other guard I, I think maybe has a, a better case than him um but but yeah yeah i think it's a good pick i had him low i think i must have penalized him too much on games missed but 
Yeah, he's amazing. Uh, I love to watch that guy play. He's, I think we talked about who our favorite players to watch were, and it's it's either him or Jokic for me. Um, yeah, I just love everything about how he plays basketball. All right, so let's break down our starting five then real quick, and then we'll we'll go maybe a little bit faster filling out the rest of the, the roster. So you, we each picked three Western Conference players. We each picked three forwards and two guards. You've got Jokic, Embiid, Tatum, Shea, and Dame Lillard. And I've got Luca, Kevin Durant, LeBron, Giannis, and Steph. Wow. <laughs> uh, on paper, your roster sounds better. You've got all these, like, top whatever all-time players. Yeah. They're also, I guess you, you, you well, I don't know. I was, I was going to say I skewed a little older. Well, I think that's true, certainly. With KD, Steph, and LeBron, I think they're probably the oldest players of all 10 players that were picked. Yeah. I like how you respected the legends. I think I went a little bit more for who I see as like top five players right now. Um, but yeah, I like your team too. All right. Well, so who do you, let's fill out the rest of these rosters. Who, who you got next? All right. I guess I'll be, I'll follow what my list says, even though I find this odd, but next on my list is DeMontis Sabonis of the Kings third in the West. Is that right for the Kings? At least as of at some point last night, I, I'm not sure if anything changed after last night's games, but yeah, they're in the West. Yeah, and the stats love him. He's played 45 games. He's playing through an injury, which I, I respect. Um, yeah, so I'm hesitantly, I'm going to select Sabonis. Oh, we didn't say on Steph. Steph, I wouldn't necessarily buy his cards. They're so expensive, and I don't think they're going to win a championship this year. Um, Sabonis is pretty cheap, so I, I think he's a good buy if you're if you're into that kind of thing. Yeah, I personally, like, I enjoy watching Sabonis play. I, I like you, maybe maybe to a slightly lesser extent, but I do really enjoy a good pa passing big man and everything, but I, I'm not looking to buy any of his cards. Yeah, like, I, I used to have, like, a Spectra autograph rookie of his, and I, I took the profit on it. I was fine with that. The, the Kings are a ton of fun to watch, and, but despite that, I just don't see him being kind of like a playoff winning type player, but uh, but yeah, I'll, I'll just enjoy watching him. I don't Feel the need to um to buy on him, but same right. bonus. Do you think I took him way too early? I well, I had him. I mean, I don't know. At this point, right, a lot of these guys are pretty similar, but I had him seventeenth. Um, up up until this point, our top ten was almost identical. Um, but yeah, I I had Sabonis down a little lower than you. Okay, yeah, I felt weird about it, but it, it's what my uh, analysis suggested. So I'm going to go uh, with Donovan Mitchell. He, I think he certainly exceeded my expectations. I think he exceeded most people's expectations, probably having the best season of his career, you know, rejuvenated in, in Cleveland. And uh, yeah, he's, he's killing it, putting up some big time games and the team is, the team is doing well. I don't see, I think he, if he, I guess he's going to be a starter in the real all-star game. And I think it's hard to make the case that he doesn't deserve it. So, yeah, I think a uh, good pick here. Agreed. He was next on my list. He easily has the highest uh, true shooting percentage of his career, like by a, a really long shot. So he, he's playing great, better than I expected. And I don't haven't watched a ton of him, but I hear he's actually trying on defense. He really frustrated me with that the last couple of years. So it's nice that he's getting back to that. Oh, yeah. He was, uh, you know, having watched him as a mouse fan, he was terrible uh, in that series last year. Yeah, I really enjoy the the Cavs have a cool roster. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. All right, I'm going to go with one of my favorites next. Uh, Mitchell, I think his cards have gone up a lot. I wouldn't be a buy. What about you? Nope. 
All right. This next guy would because he's perennially, perennially undervalued and his rookie cards are in a Bulls uniform. So I'm going to go with Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Uh, he's just uh incredibly efficient player, plays great defense. Um, I just like him. So, yeah, I'll take him and, and be happy about it. Yeah, I actually have a pretty big drop off after Jimmy Butler and the, and the rest of the Eastern Conference forwards. Um, but I had him 12th as well. So actually right around where we where we are. I wonder if he'll make the actual All-Star game. When I hear people talk about it, he he seems like he's a borderline case for people. Yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys kind of suffer from the same thing, which makes it actually really diff more difficult, I think, to kind of draw the line. But, I mean, he's only played 34 games, at least going into yesterday. So, yeah, it's uh, it's kind of tough to, to choose. Are you are you look so you mentioned his rookie card during the Bulls Junior. Do you have any or are you looking to buy? I have one. I have a, a gold standard autographed card that I think – He's a really, he's got, you should look at his uh, rookie autographs. He has one of the nicest, most complicated autographs of any player. It looks beautiful. Nice. Well, I might check it out, um, but I'm not personally looking to, to buy any, pretty much almost everybody else, like below, below this line. I'm probably not looking at that hard. Okay. I've got a few that I would still be looking at. There's probably a couple. Maybe that's not quite true, but all right. Well, I'll take uh, one of you. One of your favorite players. Let me let me announce it in the same way that you would. The best Tyrese of uh, 2019. <laughs> that, that's accurate. <laughs> yeah. So uh, going again, double dipping now, back-to-back -back picks for Eastern Conference guards. It's actually our first two Eastern Conference guards uh, selected. So none of them made the our starting starting group. Huh. But the Pacers, another real, pretty fun team to watch, especially when he's playing and, and he's continuing his just – incredible efficiency for a guard you know low turnovers high assists scoring 20 points a game shooting good percentages and really just the engine of that team i i am i'm also as a as a mavericks fan having watched carlisle and how he treats young guards and stuff a little bit surprised that he's just totally given them the, the keys and not just him like even andrew nimhard and some of these other guys but the he's he's putting it together a, a great season yeah he was the guy when you said you weren't interested in buying cards of players below this list. I, I saw his name and I was like, well, I can't say that. I actually do have him in a few of my searches, so I probably shouldn't have even said that, but yeah. He's kind of expensive being a more recent rookie, but uh, I, I still, I just love his game. I, I don't love aesthetically to look at his jump shot, but it's no. so effective. Yeah. Yeah. Not the, not the prettiest shot. It's kind of a, like a weird form, but I mean, I guess he gets his elbow under and everything. So like, the, the result is fine and obviously he makes it, but yeah, it reminds me of the Lamello jumper. Yeah, like just the way he gets into a shot is a little, it's like just a very set shot, you know, not, not yeah. a jump or anything. He's not, he's just a rounding error away from being 50, 40, 90. So he's, uh, yeah, he's incredible. Yeah, for sure. Um, do I want to go with this guy? I guess I'll continue my <clears throat> Bulls rookie cards thing and, and say, I, I guess Laurie Markkinen is the next guy who should go, uh, which I, I'm, I'm not interested in buying his cards. I'm probably some of that is being a spurned Bulls fan. Who's like, why couldn't you do this for us? Um, but he's been incredibly efficient and leading to that team producing better than they should be. He's got a 666 true shooting percentage, which is wow. Um, yeah, so I, I think he deserves to go here. And he's played 46 games. He's been out there every time. So got to give him props. Totally agree. I was actually – he was next on my list. I was really kind of hoping to get him. I don't know if he's going to end up – at least from a lot of the list, I've seen seems like he's uh, like one of the first out. 
or whatever. Like not. I not, think with the All Star Game being in Utah, I think he makes it. I think so too. I I also I'm not. I don't know. I guess I am sentimental like that. I do. Th- I mean, he he is at least in the conversation of being deserving at at worst. And since it is in Utah, I, I think it. I think those fans deserve to have a player. Oh, I I absolutely think if it's at least a reasonable case, which it totally is, I think he deserves it. Totally. Um, I don't have any marketing in, although I'm not going to lie. Like, I have been able to, so most of the games I get to watch are, like, late-night games, right? So some of the West Coast games, Utah's and Portland's and stuff like that. And I've, so I've gotten to watch a decent amount of jazz, and he, he's good. Yeah. He's Speaking gone. of 50, 40, 90, guys, he's, if it weren't for the 87% free throws, he's there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's That's kind of crazy. His impact is crazy. And like you said, I, one of the biggest feathers in his cap is just his durability. I and mean, he's played 46 games this year, or at least durability this year. I know it's been a problem for his career, but this year, I mean, he's been on the court almost every game. And sneaky good uh, highlight guy, too. He he dunks all over some people. Oh, got some cool ones. So, yeah, I don't I don't have any of his cards, but I definitely have considered, considered looking into it. Um, probably one of those reactionary things that's really not a good good idea, but um, but still. I don't care. I'm, I might, I might be looking at them. Yeah. I don't actually, like, I made it sound like I don't like Markinen for his struggles with the Bulls. I don't like the Bulls for his struggle with the Bulls. Um, <laughs> I'm very in a dark place with my team right now. I told my <laughs> wife last night I, I might be done watching them this season. Oh, man. That's a, that's a tough place to be. Yeah. I, it's not true, but I told her that. Well, I, you know, I've been... Uh, you you and I both I think listen to you know various different you know basketball podcasts and stuff, but it sounds like uh, at least some people I've heard uh, are saying that are expecting a more active trade season than we expect, and I wonder just because there's so many because there's so many buyers because the league there's so much parity in the league it seems like, and a lot of it seems pretty wide open, so a lot of teams could be making a push. I'll be yeah. interested to see if the Bulls continue their uh, trend of like trading, you know, trying to go all in to to you know get the eighth seed or not seventh seed or whatever or <laughs> please no uh oh man i wish you know if we could just have a new front office at this moment i think that it would be obvious what needs to happen but it would be admitting defeat for these guys so i i don't see it happening so this next uh, my next pick i is not one that i'm all that excited about but based on his play when he when he was on the court i think probably um probably deserves it and he did recently come back so he'll be adding a, a adding to his games played before the all-star break but i'm gonna take anthony davis here oh wow i'm not a big as you know i'm not a huge anthony davis fan uh i'm not like denying he's good or anything like that i mean he's great but mostly it's kind of the durability aspect that's been a an issue for me as a from a fan's perspective but offensive impact defensive impact I think he, when he's on the court this year, especially at the beginning of the year, I mean, he was really, really good. And, uh, and yeah, yeah, I struggled with what should he even be on the all-star team based on his games played. But then there's another player who I think is also going to be on there. And uh, I, I really just don't see the difference between the two. And I think, I think Davis is better. So I'm, I'm going to pick him here. As far as cards, not looking at any, not at all. Yeah. He's, um, if he qualified, which he doesn't because he's only played 26 games, he's second in PER in the NBA. Uh, he's been amazing. Uh, yeah, I had him lower just because 26 games is almost half of like a guy like Markkinen. Um, But when he's played, he's been incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't want to take the next guy on my list because of what I just said about the Bulls, so I'm going to leave that. Uh, I'm going to go John Morant. Uh, 
he's he's a little less efficient, but he's a player who's, you know, he's made for an all-star game. Um, he, I, you can't deny that he's one of the engines to that team being, you know, second in the West. Um, I like his assist numbers. I, I think, I think of him as a kind of Allen Iverson sort of player, but he's really not, he's a great passer. Um, so, uh, I'm going to go John Morant just cause I, you know, I've got some qualms with him being considered like an MVP candidate, but I think he's definitely an all-star and, and I need a backcourt player in the West. And yeah. I'm not buying his cards. They're very expensive. Yeah, I actually, I had Jaw 12th. I probably, according to my list, was supposed to pick him last time. Uh, but, but yeah, I mean, I don't have anything to add to, to that. Are you looking at any of his cards? No, I think I think they're a little too expensive for me. I guess I, I occasionally look at like a, a base noir numbered to 99. Um yeah, I was trying to bet on one of those last week, so I can't say I'm not looking at all, but um, relative to how much the hobby loves him, I don't look at him as much. Yeah, I have I have some of those same types of cards in my searches, but I uh, haven't come away with any yet, so we'll, we'll see. Maybe at some point the price will make sense for me, but of those I'm kind of just going off a of feel, and if it feels too high, then I'm then I'm not bidding on it, and yeah. I want any yet. <laughs> what was it? Do you understand the Shannon Sharp thing? I just sort of saw headlines, but I don't understand what happened. I mean, understand it. I don't know if I like understand all of it, but I think I have a decent idea of what happened. Can you explain it to me? Well, my understanding is Dylan Brooks. Uh... Okay. He said that Dylan, he was at the game and said that Dylan Brooks was too small to guard LeBron. Dylan Brooks gave him uh, an FU and he gave him one back and then the team got into it with him and, okay. little, you know, a little scuffle-ish. Dylan Brooks is one of those guys that I, I think would have to be on my team for me to tolerate him. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Kind of like a, probably everyone else hated joking Noah, and I loved him, so I, I'm, I'm a hypocrite in this, but I really do not like Dylan Brooks. But even then, if you if you hear from some of the Memphis people, like I'm not sure that they always like him either just because offensively he, he continues to, to shoot and act as if he's the, you know a positive like, yeah. impact scorer, and, and he isn't and has yeah. the rhythm. And like, did he ever learn shooting mechanics? Like, why doesn't he follow through? I, I also just don't like aesthetically to watch how he plays on offense. So it's uh, yeah, Dylan Brooks is not on my list. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, next on my list are three guards, and I really, I really don't want to take any of them. But I'll, <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the forwards that are left either. So I guess I, I guess I'm going to. Um, and I'll take the other half of the Brooklyn the Brooklyn tandem and take Kyrie. I, you know, James Harden maybe has a better case at this point. Uh, but, you know, the, the Nets have been extremely good and Kyrie's been very good. And I heard even the other day, like, among guards, he was, the I think he was first in the player vote. Like, they just continue to love love him. Yeah, they always have. Yeah. Um I haven't, like I said, I only get to watch a lot of East Coast basketball just because the timing doesn't work. I'm able to watch with the kid and everything, but um, so I haven't got to see him that much. But numbers look pretty good. He's, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know if I can justify it too much more, but you know, estimated wins, he's about seven, which is, you know, better than some of these other guys in terms of like being able to stay relatively on the court. So, yeah. I penalized him on my list for some of the non-statistical things, and I wasn't going to take him. But I, statistically, I, I can't argue with what you're saying. 
Well, you've put me in a position. Oh, wait, would you buy Kyrie? I would not buy Kyrie. No. Okay. Um, I didn't want to do it, but I guess I'll pick DeMar DeRozan, even though he's the leader of a, a very disappointing basketball team. But statistically, he's been great. Um, he's played 44 games. For some reason, he's a guard, and I think I need guards, uh, even though he's not a guard. But for the All-Star game, he is. Um, so I will reluctantly take DeMar DeRozan, and I will not buy his cards. Yeah, I'll break. I'll, I'll uh, since we've gotten through another 10, I'll run down real quick so we can see what we need to, to pick up next. Uh, but I think we're actually both in really good shape as far as, you know, uh, leveling out Eastern Conference, Western Conference guards and forwards. But yeah, De- DeRozan uh, is just one of those players is just like a different player, you know? Yeah. The, different than most of the guys, at least offensive game that you see nowadays. It's kind of not, I don't know if it's a throwback game necessarily, but just, the mid-range kind of ISO, yeah, uh, AD are pretty much probably the the two best at that, and it's crazy. Yeah, it's kind of a very Kobe-ish game, but yeah. for, some, for some reason he can't shoot threes, which I've never quite understood because his, you know, his uh, mid-range is so good and his free throws are so good. You would think that would translate, but um, I, in some ways, like there's something aesthetically pleasing about the very difficult shots he can make, but I also don't enjoy it because it's so much ISO. Um, yeah, so I have, uh, you know, my feelings about DeRozan are, are complicated for sure. And I, I heard a Zach Lowe podcast where they were talking about how he literally has never had a good playoff performance. And, and I realize that's true. So that's that's an interesting thing about him. Okay. Well, or I'm... no, no, maybe it wasn't Zach Lowe. Maybe it was the one you recommended about Hall of Famers. And they were, um, what's your podcast you like? The Hollinger and um, Duncan. Um Anyway, they were talking about his Hall of Fame case and how he'll probably make it, but he has had zero impact ever in the playoffs. All right. Well, I. So are you? Are you by? Nope. 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 Me either. Uh, I'll have to go and check out some of his playoff uh, playoff numbers. I I don't think I even recall picking that up from that podcast, but I'll uh, check it out. I'll it it, it might have been Zach Lowe instead, but um, yeah, because you remember those Toronto teams would. Oh, yeah. Would always get blitzed by the Cavs without, I mean, maybe Lowry would put up a fight, but DeRozan did not. All right. So I need an, I need another forward here. I guess I don't technically have to take one now, but I'm going to need two in my last three picks. Um, it's tough. I have a list. I guess yeah. I'll do it. Take Julius Randle. I don't want to have to. No, I don't think I'm going to take Julius Randle. I think what I'm going to do is take uh... – all right, all right. I'm going to take <laughs> this – okay, I'm just going to go down my list. I'm going to take someone who will not be making the all-star team in real life. And maybe – I guess at this point, like pretty much you can probably make a case that most of these players potentially – or there's someone else that has a better case. But I'm going to take uh, former Mavs great, Christoph Porzingis. Whoa, not on my list at all. Yeah, he's actually having a, a really strong season. He's not putting up, you know, big, like, 35, 40-point games or anything like that. But in terms of, um, you know, one, he's still a good rim protector and has has an impact um, protecting protecting the rim and on defense. His, uh, his numbers are pretty good. He's been actually been able to stay on the court decent amount 41 games played um and yeah from a 
from an estimated plus minus perspective, his box plus minus is not not as great for him, but the EPM, uh, and I, I'm not sure I could, I'm not sure I can articulate really the difference between the two, but, uh, but yeah, there's a lot of good forwards here. Some of which have played more games, some of which have scored more points. You know, we haven't talked about like the Siakams and, uh, you know, and, and like you just mentioned Billy Randles, and there's a few others as well. But I'm gonna need another one. But I guess I'm gonna take. Uh, I guess I'm gonna take KP here. And no, buying his cards. No, no, I'm actually trying to sell. I've got like six of his select rookies that I bought for, for I don't know, probably fifteen dollars each when I first started, and now I've got a got them listed for like two bucks. Ouch, that hurts. Yeah, I've been there. Um, yeah, interesting. I somehow I did not even find him on my list. Um, so how many? Can you tell me what I I need to do with my last few picks? You're actually in great shape. So you've got four guards and six forwards. So you're all open in terms of positioning. You've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six Western Conference players. You don't need to even this out or anything like that either. But you've got six Western Conference players and four Eastern Conference players. Okay. I've well, got sorry, go ahead. Forwards. So, and six Eastern Conference and four West. I'm going to go off my list a little bit. Next on my list is actually Julius Randle and... Sorry, Gary, I know you love him, and but I don't. I don't enjoy watching Julius Randle play, and I don't think he impacts winning very well, at least at the highest level. So I'm going to go, I'm going to follow my heart and go kind of like your AD pick. I think Zion Williamson deserves to be on this team. He was incredible when he did play, only been in 29 games, still going to be out for a while, but 65% um, true shooting, um, ninth in the NBA and PER splits are great. Even 37% on three pointers must, I mean, I'm sure that's a very low volume, but, um, I like his passing. I think his defense isn't is bad, but not as bad as it's been. And so I would like Zion Williamson to be on this team and think he deserves it. All right. Yeah. I can't really argue with that. You know, it, there's a few guys left. I actually have another player who's way higher on my list than we are now like well, i've skipped over him now several times but uh yeah you know the 20 29 games played is tough but he's so much fun to watch i if i was watching an all-star game i would definitely want him to be on it and uh i did just buy one of his cards i got a um one of those noir to 99 like we were talking about um so i guess i am interested in buying zion williamson rookie cards um all right I, I also have them in some searches and haven't come away with much. Um, but that's the same kind of stuff that I'm looking at as well. The the Noirs, the 99s, maybe an Obsidian, you know, something like that. But we'll see. Uh, all right. Well, this player at one time was like my least favorite player in the NBA. Still not always that much fun to watch, but I think what he's, put, what he's doing this year is um, somewhat undeniable. I'm going to go ahead and take James Harden. Uh, Man, we've got the the Harden Kyrie team. Harden, yeah, yeah. I'm not not a big fan of my bench. <laughs> <laughs> the the chemistry is going to be problematic. That's uh, fine. That's fine. They can figure it out for a day. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I th I just think that you know, especially like he he is. I heard it today. Someone said it, but I I noticed this in the one game that I was able to watch of the the Sixers this year. Like he he is. I think kind of like sort of clearly taking a back seat and feeding them beat and they've got that uh they've got the pick and roll game figured out with kind of where he gives it to him early about the free throw line and lets him beat either driver or, or hit that pull up. And yeah, 
I think uh, I think he's just putting up great numbers again, and I guess I guess he deserves to be here. I had him 16th on my list, so yeah, I one of my least favorite players. I got to give him credit for how he's sort of recreated himself as kind of a pure point guard in a lot of ways. Like his assist numbers are crazy, 11 a game. Must I assume he's leading the league in assists now, um, and his defense is absolutely uh, kind of unforgivable, other than in the post. So that's one way I'm going to punish him. I'm going to punish him for quitting on several teams in a row. Um, but there are things about his game that are great. But I, I am not a fan, and I am not buying his cards. All right. So, so I'm not buying his cards either. So we got each each have one pick left, and we're all good in terms of positions and everything. So it's a uh, totally open. East West is fine too. Yeah, I think we got uh, three six. 12 players from the East and 12 players from the West. Okay. So, from, ooh, so I can kind of force your hand. Sorry, sorry. 11. We got 11 from the West. Um, looking at my, so I'm just going to mention some guys who, according to my list, I should be looking at B. Randall, Nicholas Claxton, surprisingly, uh, Pascal Siakam. But the guy I'm going to go with is someone I enjoy and like defensive players and passing big men, like you mentioned. So, Bam Adebayo, I think. That team is playing a lot better. I had Jimmy Butler way higher. I'm not sure whether he or Adebayo has kind of been the better player on their team this year. Um, but, yeah, he's efficient uh, relatively. He can't shoot threes for some reason, but his free throw percentage is great. Yeah, I just like Bam Adebayo. I think he's a, a player I wish the Bulls had. Um, so I'm going to put him on the team. All right, Bam. Bam. Eastern Conference. Yeah, I, uh, I the Bulls are a team that I have not gotten to watch all that much. Um, and I think I told you yesterday, I used the word enigma. Like, he's always, he always confuses me <laughs> because it seems like he can, he should be able to score or shoot more, get get more shots up, score more. He's a pretty good passer, but his assist numbers really aren't, aren't there. Yeah, true. His defensive versatility, though, is awesome. He's fun to watch there. And he's up to 22 points a game. That has to be significantly the highest of his career. I would say he, sh he is shooting more this year. Maybe not as much as we would like, but he's getting there. Yeah. Well, 22 a game is, is higher than I had in my head, for sure. I didn't even have him really on my list. At least not my, my long list or my short list. Um, so I, I lied. I, I am not set on forwards. I've only got five forwards and seven, six guards. So I, I do need another forward here. Um Technically, the next guy on my list is Franz, uh, but I, I can't. So I'm gonna go with uh, with Triple J. Need some defense. Need a, a big presence, someone who can protect the rim. Because you know, of all the defense that's played in the All Star game, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think just his uh, his impact on defense specifically is just incredible. And I, it, he is uh, as okay. How do, how do I say this? As far as this goes, he's like as as fun to watch on defense as any big, as any big is in the league. I think. Yeah, I think that's uh, true. Yeah, he's he was a hard one for me just based on the games played and the the minutes. Um, but yeah, I, I can't argue with you. Probably defensive player of the year, right? I think at this point, I think he probably is. Yeah, especially if he if he's able to play a little bit more in the second half. But yeah. I so, never believe that his three-point shot is going to go in, even though he shoots 39%. Yeah, me either. Me either. 
Um, all right. So then we're done. We got 12 teams. You want me, you want me to run it down? Yeah, let's, let's hear it. All right. You got Jokic, Embiid, Tatum, SGA, and Lillard. To, as we're starting five, I got Luka, Durant, LeBron, Giannis, and Steph as my starting five. And then on the bench, you've got five forwards and two guards. You got Sabonis, Butler, Markinen, Zion, and Bam for your forwards with Jaw and DeMar DeRozan, uh, who I guess I guess is the guard. <laughs> yeah, for some reason. Yeah. Uh, on, on your bench, and I've got uh, five, four guards and three forwards on my bench. I've got Donovan, Tyrese Halliburton, and then the Harden Kyrie pairing with AD, KP, and Triple J for my forwards. We're going to have to have our uh, countless fans vote on which roster they think would win. Oh, yeah. Who were who were the biggest uh, I guess nubs in our in our draft? Um, for me, Julius Randle, Nick Claxton, Pascal Siakam, Jared Allen, Jalen Brunson, Aaron Gordon, Devin Booker for sure. I think it's he's a tough one in terms of the injury. Like if we put Triple J or uh, Zion on there or AD, it's hard for me to justify leaving Booker off, but we did. Uh, De'Aaron Fox, I think a lot of people would have. Those are some names for me. Yeah, I had Booker up at 13th in my in my rank in my listing, but I just I also am not a big fan of his right now, so I don't mind. Uh, I wouldn't mind it if he didn't make it. Of course, he's going to. Well, I think he's going to. Yeah, I don't know. But so like some real life, like even not not according to our list or my list, but uh, some other guys that I think are going to make it in in real life are Jalen Brown for sure, right? He, we, neither one of us even mentioned him. Oh yeah. I think I forgot to look at him. Uh, I had him 27, so I had him just on the cusp. Okay. Uh, He's one I just forgot about, I think. Drew, uh, I know a lot of people are putting him on on the ballot. Uh, Darius Garland, too. So that's three Eastern Conference guards. uh, I was surprised when I looked at Garland. I I just don't think he has – I don't think he's justified for it. I really like him as a player, but I don't think he's an all-star this year. Yeah, using the dunks and threes estimated wins, he's he's like – he deserves it. Um, But – yeah, the per, I mean, he's really good. I think he's, I think he's like appropriately borderline all star. And I guess for us, that means not an all star. <laughs> yeah, I know one guy that you had close that I thought I might, but I I didn't in the end. Anthony Edwards. I had him close. I I had him twenty sixth. Uh, so a couple, you know, four or five more picks, and we would have gotten to him. But you know, one thing about him of all these players, he played the played the most games, fifty games, right? Doesn't miss ever. The team's starting to come on. The last I looked, I think they were like nine and four in January. And he's been having some big time games. So do we count some of those early games as games played by him? <laughs> yeah, we count that we count them as games played, yeah. Okay. He did a good job standing on the three point line. Um <laughs> who else would I mention? I think it's interesting that Trey Young, I don't think is an all star, and I, I think in in fact he won't be an all star. That's an interesting fall from grace this year um paul george i think might be a real life all-star but i I don't see it yeah i think i think in terms of like players who might actually be real all-stars that aren't on our teams i think we've hit them all i think it's paul george devin booker darius garland jalen brown maybe julius randall maybe maybe jalen brunson just for the Knicks thing i don't know it seems seems to me like if that Randall will probably get in over Brunson if Ed Nick even makes it, which they probably won't, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we did a good job. 
think so too. Well, that was fun. I do you have any regrets? Um, I regret drafting DeRozan just because my Bulls don't deserve anything good for this year's roster. Um, I I don't like how your starting lineup feels so much better to me than mine does. So I feel like I did something wrong there. But uh, but at the same time, I think it's the Giannis pick. I think you getting Giannis late makes your roster look awesome in the starting lineup. So well done there. Yeah, thank you. Uh, I, yeah, I actually had um, Dame and Steph higher than Giannis in my list, but just the way the, the positions were working out and everything, I, I thought it was the right time to take them and still get either one of those two. Um, yeah. Ooh, can I run through this one thing? Let's see. Let me, well, this is going to be boring because I need to count it. But um, of the 43 players that I looked at, I'm going to tell you how many have the highest true shooting percentage of their career. Okay. Twenty-two. Twenty-two out of forty have the highest true shooting of their career. Twenty-two of forty-three, so slightly more than half. And I'll admit that, like, one of them is Evan Mobley, who's in his second season. Um, so some things like that aren't real, but a lot of them are real veterans who have played for a long time and are having the most efficient seasons of their career. I, I just think it's interesting. Like, what is does this say something about the officiating in basketball? The rule changes are teams just getting more and more sophisticated about offense and players more and more skilled. Does this mean we need to adjust the rules back a little bit that offense is out of whack with defense? Anyway, I, I think it's just, it says something about the players, but I think it also says something about basketball um, structurally. So I, I think it's an interesting time to be a basketball fan. I mean, I, I don't want to say this is, this is all of it. Um, I was looking at some uh, KD numbers yesterday, and I noticed that he he is taking threes for the last couple of years, like well below league average. So I wanted to look at what that league average was. It's up to like 39% of all shots taken in the NBA are three-pointers. And I think that's probably driving the true shooting um, efficiency. Like, yes, three-pointers have been going up for the last several years, but it's at almost by far an all-time high this year. And I think just if you're able to make 36, 38, 39, 40% of them. Yeah. More of them are, um, and you're taking more of them, then most of the time your, your true shooting is going to improve. Yeah. I don't, I agree in the aggregate that that's probably the biggest thing, but I don't think that explains, well, maybe the spacing that it creates for these guys. Okay. But like, I don't think that explains Jokic or even Doncic, or Embiid, or SGA, or KD, or Sabonis. Like, as I go through this list, I think, or Jimmy Butler, like a lot of these players who have the highest true shooting percentage, that doesn't explain it, other than maybe the spacing that it creates. Yeah, maybe it's just one of those things where if you if you need a bunch of power forwards and centers that can shoot threes, they're just not going to be as good protecting the rim with a few exceptions. Yeah, you know? yeah, true. Yeah, the more Sabonises you have out there, the, the higher your percentages are going to be. And Jokic, I have to admit. Yeah. But oh, hold on one second. I got someone in my door. Okay. Okay. Guess what just came in? Oh, for real? Yeah, for real. This is exciting. Interesting. Well, I, I'm very, let's move on from that. I want to hear about what you've got in your hands right now. Yeah. So uh, just, just signed for my, the Luca Green uh, Prism. That came back from PSA through Nash cards. What I've been referring to is the Luca Green PSA 10. 
Well, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Let me see. I don't even know where I took the notes uh, on what, what I thought the grade was going to be. Let's see if I can find it. I think you said nine. I think I did say nine, um, but, I, but it looks really nice. There's, okay. Uh, here's the note that I remember about it. Some, this, so the 2018 PRISM, uh, actually, give me a second to open this packet. Okay. Can you, while you're doing that, can you tell me how you're feeling right now? Are your hands shaking? Is your heart rate accelerated? I'm excited, um, but I'm not like, okay, not anything like that, but I'm excited. I'm also nervous. Like if, it, if it's like a six or something like that, I'll be extremely disappointed. If it's a 10, are we talking selling the card or what's the, is this a PC card forever? What are we, what are we looking at here? No, I really don't know. In my head, like the best thing to do is probably to sell it, but maybe in my heart, I don't know if I will be able to. Yeah. Just I shared, you know, my kind of connection to this card. That's the one that really kind of got me back into the hobby. Yeah. Uh, and also, you know, a Mavericks fan. It's like the best, it's the best Luca I have. Yeah, I don't think you need to be a robot on this one. I understand keeping it. I don't know. We'll see. All right. So I just took it out of the box. Then uh, it's in a black bubble mailer. And I'm going to pull it out now. And it is a nine. Okay. Yeah. That's great. That's good. It's definitely not the worst thing that it could have been. Uh, and it's what I expected. So, so far, I'm kind of two for two on my expe expectations. Yeah, this is good to know that when you you know, analyze a card for what you think it'll be graded. So far, you've been on point with it. Yeah, at least with the two biggest ones, which is, you know, really, they're certainly the two that I wanted to be wrong, or I didn't, I wanted to be wrong about the least, um, as, at least as far as like over, overestimating yeah. it. So, like, so what are we looking at? Do you remember what the general value of this card is at that grade? Uh, uh, so about, about 365. Okay. At least the last time I looked at it, which is not that much above the raw card price. Yeah. Um, a 10 would have been 900-ish or more. Yeah. At least according to the numbers back when I looked at it several weeks ago. Okay. I always think, I'm always intrigued, like, the values of these cards are strange to me with Prism. Like, I assume the silver is a lot more than that, but the green is more scarce, right? And I kind of, I like yeah. the green, so it's... I don't know. For me, that value would be like, well, I'm going to hold this card then because it seems like it should be worth more than that to me. Yeah, yeah. Especially for for uh, for me, you know, as a Mavericks fan and everything, the green being our kind of secondary color or tertiary color, like it looks really nice. I like it a lot. Yeah. Well, that's really cool, man. Congrats. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm happy with it for sure. All right. Well, I have uh, ducked work long enough. I probably need to get back to it um this was a lot of fun man i had a great time yeah this was great i've got to go be a dork and package up a bunch of cards to send to old people to have them sign <laughs> well good luck with that i or to tell it for you to tell me how it went it's strangely exciting for me good i'm happy for it. all right I'm, i'll be interested to see how close we are on the actual all-star roster that'd be interesting to look back at well i can tell you this oh i didn't even get to it but my my regret is kp like i just wish that wasn't wish that didn't happen but whatever <laughs> <laughs> i just did not even look at him i think i looked at i saw the wizard's name and i was like nope nope yeah i should have done, I should have done that too i thought of kyle kuzma and then i'm like yeah nope not gonna look into that i didn't even think of Kristaps. <laughs>
All right. Well, I'll talk to you later, man. It was a good talk to you. All right. It was great. Bye. Bye.